everyone. Welcome back to the More with Nikki Dutton podcast. Today is a celebration day on the podcast because if you're listening to this exactly when it came out, my 30th birthday was yesterday. So I've got three decades of life under my belt so far. I've never felt better. And when I was thinking about what would be fun to do kind of for these birthday podcasts, because last year was my first time having this podcast alive during my birthday as it passed on the calendar. And last year I did an episode called 29 things that I've learned in 29 years, where I just kind of ran through some things that I have learned so far in life that I find fascinating or that have just been interesting to me or just some highlights from my life so far. And this year, when I was thinking about what could be fun to do around my birthday, I thought that it would kind of be cool to turn the tables a bit. So sometimes when you log into or when you listen into the podcast, you will hear me interviewing incredible people. I mean, we've had licensed professional counselors, we've had mentors, we've had my friends, we've had my boss, we've had my husband, we've had so many incredible people on this podcast. And I feel like just because uh, we're coming up on the birthday of the podcast, I know that we'll have some fun stuff around there to highlight some of the best episodes so far. But for this one, I thought it could be kind of fun if maybe I was the one who was having the interview questions asked. And that can feel kind of weird and I don't want it to be like not fun or not interesting. And it's kind of weird. It's like, okay, if there's one person, if it's just me and my voice on this podcast, how am I gonna interview myself? And so I was just thinking through like, what is a way to make it interesting? And there is this video that I've watched the last couple years My sister always sends it to me right after it launches. And it's an interview of Billie Eilish. And it's this interview on YouTube where they ask her the same exact questions every single year. And so I think it starts in like 2017 or something. And it's so crazy because in the video, you see Billie is just a baby. I mean, she's so, so young. And then you go to the next year and you see her style changes and you go to the next year and her answers are changing and you go to the next year and there's just so much progression that you can see when you stack these episodes, these interviews like next to each other. And so I was thinking that as I hope that this podcast will be around for a while, it could be kind of fun to do something similar to that, where maybe each year I just release an episode where I am answering these questions and each year they're kind of bringing their different year of life to the answers. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do. And like I said, there are a couple episodes that are similar to this so far. If you want to have something to compare the sound and the feel and the style of this interview and this episode for my 30th birthday too, you can check out the 29 things I've learned in 29 years episode, which I'll link in the show notes. And then also my very, very first episode I released on the podcast was 10 things you may not know about me. And so it's just gonna kind of be fun to listen back to those if you're just looking to find, yeah, like that mile marker to check these questions and this episode against. But today is just kind of a reflection episode. I think I'll get more out of it 
than even anyone else might just by getting to think through these questions and answer them as honestly and openly as I can. And so I don't know, I hope that maybe you learn a little bit more about me. If this podcast has become something that's a regular in your life, maybe it'll just help you to get to know me as the person back behind that microphone a little bit more. And even if you're some of my closest friends or my family that are listening to this, I think you'll even find some new info and some surprises in some of the answers that I have to these questions. And then let's just think about, you know, one year, two year, three years, four years from now, if we decide to keep up with this, it'll be kind of cool to see how these answers shift and change. So let's jump in. Okay, question number one, what does life look like right now? Well, in this exact moment, it is kind of late at night. Honestly, it's late on a Friday night and I am recording this and my sister and Scott are in the living room hanging out and playing some games, some video games on the Xbox and they're trying to keep it down so that their voices aren't in the back of this episode. But if you hear them, that's what you're hearing and now you'll know that. Uh, but right now life looks pretty simple. So Scott and I are living in a condo in North Atlanta. We moved into um, this space in this last year. So in October, we moved into the place that we're living right now and we really, really like it. It's one of the bigger spaces we've lived in and we really love just the location. So we're in North Atlanta and our neighbors and the people who live in this community are really kind and warm and friendly for the most part and just kind of will take the time to get to know us and talk with us. So we're really loving that. And right now our family, our immediate family looks like me, Scott, Scout, and Trooper. So if you have followed along, you'll know that we did find out that we were pregnant this last year. And unfortunately we lost that pregnancy. And so right now it is just me, Scott, and our little dog and our little cat who honestly just give us so much joy in life. And I am working full-time remotely and we're just kind of still adjusting to being back in Atlanta and we're traveling a lot to see our friends and we've gotten to take some fun trips as well. And another big thing is that I have finished my master's and that is a huge, huge, huge accomplishment, which I think I'll talk about more in a little bit. But other than that, like I said, life is pretty simple. So on when I'm not working and when I've got some free time, I'm recording podcasts and I'm speaking at retreats and staff trainings and camps and things like that more consistently, which is super, super fun. Now, what do I do for work? Okay, right now, I like I said, I am working full-time remotely. I'm working for A21 still, which I just love so much. I am really passionate about A21 and the work that we do. If you don't know yet, we are an anti-human trafficking organization and we have 19 offices in 14 different countries. And our whole goal focuses on three different areas. So A21 focuses on uh, reaching individuals with awareness and education about human trafficking so that we can prevent human trafficking before it starts. We work through rescue as well, which is something that Hannah Purdy, one of my really good friends who's been on the podcast, she focuses on this area. And that is partnering with law enforcement and local governments to assist in rescue operations, but also to train frontline professionals to know what are the indicators of human trafficking to look for. And then also 
we have Restore, and Restore is what we focus on for survivors who have come out of trafficking situations. So those are our freedom centers and different things and programs and assistances for survivors who are looking for that restoration process and they're regaining their independence. And so that's what A21 does. Now, my particular role at A21 is I'm on our strategic partnerships team, which is so, so cool. So essentially, my job job is just to help people feel connected to the work that we do. So with that said, if you're interested in knowing more about A21, if you're interested in being connected, if you want to be involved, if you want to donate, I would absolutely love to talk to you and I could talk about it over and over and over and over. So please reach out to me. And like I said, when I'm not working for A21 during the work week, I am kind of just contributing still to this podcast and speaking. And I think eventually I would love to write. That's a goal that I have for myself. And maybe even in this next year, would like to set some smaller benchmarks to help me get to that goal. Um, but yeah, with this podcast, I just, I'm just enjoying having a space that is a challenge for me to create and a place that challenges me to think and to put together thoughts and interviews and questions and creativity. And so, yeah, that's kind of what my professional life looks like right now. Now, what is important to me? Question number three is, what is important to me right now in life? That's a really good question. Um, I would say something that's really important to me in life right now is being fully awake in my life. And I know that sounds kind of far-fetched, so let me try to explain it. But I just want to be fully present with the people that are in my life, with the opportunities that are in front of me, with my faith. Like I've said uh, many times on the podcast, I am a Christian and I believe in Jesus and in scripture and in a faith-filled life. That is just a big part of how I live my lifestyle. And I want to be fully present with that. And even with my health and my body and feeling healthy and good and kind of progressing in my health as I progress in my years and my age. Yeah, that's just really important to me. And I think that my personality is one that sometimes I can just accomplish things. And so I will step into a situation or a moment and I'll just kind of move through it and and not really even have my mind and my heart fully present in that moment. And then when I look back after that moment is gone, I just wish I had been more more mentally present in that space. And so I think that's something that I'm just learning more about. And it's just really important to me personally to grow in that. And I think one area and one way that I can grow in that is I'm learning and continuing to learn that while I love embracing all good things and all happy things and all good vibes and all those things, you can't have the full picture of life if you're not willing to lean into the hard stuff too. And I am reluctant a lot of times to lean into the hard stuff or if I notice something in myself or in my situations that is not good, I can honestly have the tendency to sometimes want to avoid it or to act like it's not there or to just, you know, 
positively think it away. And I'm learning more and more and more that that is just not the best way to live your life. And that when I mute those hard things, I sometimes will mute the good things too. And it just kind of dulls the overall picture more. And so, yeah, I think that that's something that's just really important to me right now that I'm wanting to learn more about, that I'm wanting my friends and family to challenge me in, that I'm wanting Scott to challenge me in. I was actually describing this to Scott last night and I was telling him that when we were little kids, you would be like on the playground with someone or you would be like hanging out with your friends and they would say like, I'll race you to the top of this hill and you just take off. It was almost like all the cells in your body were just like ready to go at that exact moment. And I would say that that's a good picture of kind of how I hope my life can develop and to be more like, like I just want to be ready. I want to be ready when there is an opportunity to really connect on a heart level with friends or family. I want to be ready when someone has an opportunity. I want to be ready to encourage the people that are around me. I want to be ready for whatever God has next for my life. I want to be ready uh, when it comes to being a parent. And I know that you can't have that picture perfect ready. I know that it's not, um, it can become an effort to control things and just to not want to be surprised. And that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying I, I want to have my my mind and my heart and my body and my life at a healthy enough place to where I am ready to jump at these opportunities as they come up. Um, And I think that's because as cliche as it is, time does go faster than I thought that it would. And whenever I'm getting older and I'm seeing more years um, pass by and by and by, I just want to be present in those days. So I think that is something that's really important to me right now. The next question is, what was this last year like? Okay, so Let me think back to this. I turned 29 when Scott and I were living in Texas and we went to Galveston Beach (laughs) to celebrate my birthday that year or last year, which was super fun. And pretty shortly after that is when we moved to Atlanta. So we celebrated my birthday in Texas in July of last year. We moved to Atlanta in October and spent just kind of those first few months getting our feet on the ground here. And then since then, I would say that we've just picked right up to connecting with our friends and um, just hanging out with our friends who live here locally in Georgia, which has been amazing. And um, yeah, I think that's been a big part of this last year is just spending time with friends and family. Even my sister, she lives 20 minutes up the road from us, which is just so different from the last, I don't know, 10 years of our life. We just haven't lived that close by to each other. And so we've just spending a lot more time with her, which has been really fun. And I have just been taking some steps forward when it comes to this podcast. Like it may not seem like a big deal if you're just kind of following along. But to me, the challenge went from just getting one episode out once a month to then I've started challenging myself to get one new episode out every two weeks. And so that has been super fun and has become a lot more natural and doable than I thought that it 
would. And then I've also just been settling into my new role at A21. So I had been on our comms team in more of like a project management role. And I was in our office in person in Texas. And I loved that so much. And so when we found out that we were going to be moving to Atlanta, I was really excited to have the opportunity to stay on A21's team and to just get my hands around a new role on the strategic partnerships team. And I've really, really liked it. So I'm learning so much about uh, relationship cultivations on behalf of nonprofits and things like that. And so I would think that that would be a good way to describe this last year as well as, um, of course, we just have navigated some really unexpected uh, situations and circumstances, whether they were really, really good things like going to London and um, getting to go on this like trip of a lifetime to see Paris and to see London and for Scott and I to put our feet in Europe for the very first time, as well as to navigating some loss and some challenges. And so, yeah, that's what I would say the last year has been like. I think it's been a lot more restful and a lot more low key than I probably would have anticipated. Okay, question number five. What was my favorite day from the last year? Okay, so when I was thinking about this question, there were lots of days that came to my mind. I mean, I thought about um, this amazing like snowboarding trip that we got to go on for Scott's 30th birthday. When he turned 30, the only thing he wanted to do was get to go snowboarding in the mountains with our friends. And we live in Georgia, so we had to take a trip to go do that. And we just had so much fun. And I just remember even one night we were playing spoons around the table and like just laughing so, so hard. Um, So that was obviously a great day. I think about, um, we got to go visit my Meemaw in Oklahoma just before we left Texas and it was just a quick day trip, but just getting to be in her home and be around her after many, many years of not getting to see her was really, really special. But I think that the one day that stands out to me from this last year that was probably my favorite day was this random Saturday that Scott and I spent together. And it will go down in history as like one of our best days ever because we were, I actually was getting my hair cut that morning and I had asked Scott, I was like, do you want to go with me? You can just kind of adventure around or get coffee or whatever while I'm getting my hair cut. And he said, yeah. So I go in, get my hair done. And when I come out, Scott is waiting in the car and it was so sweet. He had gone to this little gift shop next door and had got me this small gift. And that was really unexpected, a big surprise, but just really kind. And so from there, we were driving home and as we were driving home, we saw this restaurant that we had passed lots of times and we were like, let's just stop in. Let's just go. Let's eat. Just very spontaneous. Let's just check it out. So we go into this restaurant and uh, we have the best burger we have ever had. It was so, so good and just had a really, really great experience there. Had great conversation with our waiter and then it was in this like downtown area in Roswell and so we started just walking around kind of the Roswell Square and there was like these little events going on and we were just like getting little bites to eat and just walking around and walking in and out of stores and we loved that so much that we were like let's go see if we can find any other like downtown square so in Georgia like most of the cities or especially the small towns have like a downtown square with like restaurants and a huge courthouse and like all these different things on the square so we drove to Marietta which was like 30 minutes away walked 
walked around the downtown square there, found this really cool barbecue place, got dinner there. And our whole theme for that day was like, let's just say yes. So if we want to stop in and try a bite to eat at this place, let's just say yes. Or if we want to go explore in this area, let's just say yes. And it was just so, so sweet. And I think that it was just really nice day for us because we can sometimes fall into the rhythm of just living life as it comes. And most days, the way that it comes is pretty standard, pretty boring, pretty chill. We wake up, we do our work from home during the day, we cook dinner, we walk scout, and we just chill and then we go to bed. And that's an amazing thing. That's a really, really good life. But I think both of us have kind of fallen into that rhythm, especially during the pandemic of just kind of keeping things pretty baseline and staying close to home. And so for our personalities, it just was really, really fun to get out and to do something different and uh, just to enjoy the day together. So I would say that that was probably one of my favorite days from the last year, but there were obviously so, so many good highlights. Okay, number six. Uh, What was an unexpected thing that happened this year? Um, Okay, this one is an easy answer. Probably the most unexpected thing that happened this year and one of the most unexpected things that happened in my life so far was when Scott and I found out we were pregnant. Now, like I've said in the other episode, if you want to listen to our story with that in more detail, the episode's called Her Name is Hosanna. I'll link it below. But that um, whole experience of finding out we were pregnant, we had made the decision that we were ready to start trying for a family, but we were surprised at how quick we found out that we had gotten a positive pregnancy test. And I, like I said in that episode, that moment when we found out that we were pregnant was just so surreal. And I don't know if I shared this in the episode before, but we had actually taken a trip to Charlotte that weekend, um, which is about three hours, a three hour drive from here. And we had driven up to go celebrate our goddaughter, Raylan. We were celebrating her birthday. And so we had gone up there, we had a great weekend and there was one night where me, uh, Scott and our friend Rachel, Raylan's mom, we were just sitting around and we told Rachel, we were like, okay, Rachel, like, we don't know, we're not sure, but we kind of feel like it's possible that maybe I might be pregnant. I don't know. And we were like, okay, we're going to take a pregnancy test when we get back to Georgia. We'll let you know what we find out. Well, that night I was just like, I don't think I can wait. Like, I just don't think I can wait. And so I actually uh, woke up super early that next morning in Charlotte, drove to like this grocery store that was nearby, got a pregnancy test, took it back to where we were staying, took the pregnancy test. And the the um, result actually came back as negative. And I remember I was so shocked. I was like, I just don't think that's right. I just don't think that's right. I just feel like, I'm pregnant. And so I was actually pretty disappointed. And then the next morning when we got back to Atlanta, um, I told Scott that, you know, I was going to wait a couple of days, but again, I was super impatient and I was like, no, I can't wait. I'm just going to take another pregnancy test. So I took another pregnancy test that very next day and it came back as positive. And then I took a few more over the next few days and weeks because I was like, this can't be true. And it was true. And we were pregnant and we went to the doctor and we confirmed that and everything. And that 
whole situation was just such a huge surprise. And of course, as you've heard us share, it didn't go, it didn't end the way that we thought that it would, which has been really heartbreaking. And there are still days where for some reason it just feels harder than others. There was actually a day about a week or two ago where it just felt really fresh and really hard. And I don't really even know why some days are harder than others. Um, But otherwise, we're just grateful that we had the opportunity to start to think realistically about being parents. We're grateful that this pregnancy was the very first thing that made us a mom and a dad. And we're really expectant and hopeful for the future. Okay. Next question is, what is something I am proud of from the last year? I think that something that I am proud of from this last year, and I think this actually goes beyond this year, but I'm really proud of the way that I and Scott are able to create an environment where other people feel welcome. And I'm sure there might be someone listening who maybe you caught us on an off day or maybe you're like, I didn't really feel welcome or I felt awkward. I hope that's not the case. Uh, What I'm trying to say is like, I know we don't get it right 100% of the time, but for the most part, I'm really, really grateful that we have found a way to make people feel comfortable when they're around us. One of my favorite things is that since we've been back in Atlanta and even when we were living in Texas and in California, we just had people stay with us all the time and we still do. I mean, I swear we're changing out and putting fresh sheets on our guests, on our guest bed, like every single day, every single week, we've got someone coming over, someone stopping by, someone passing through. And that's just really important to me. And that's something that I love a lot is just knowing that people feel comfortable to stay with us and that people feel important when they're around us. Um, I think that's something that Scott is very, very gifted at. And so I've learned a lot from him in that way. But I would hope that above everything in my life, like above any cool podcast I make or any cool job I have or any house or whatever that I decorate, I just would hope that people would remember me as someone that made them feel loved and that made them feel significant. And I think we do a pretty good job with that. And so, yeah, I would say that that's something I'm really proud of from the last year. What is something that I am currently learning? Oh my gosh, Um, lots of things. Uh, One thing that I think I am learning about myself that is somewhat unexpected is I am learning how different difficult seasons and traumatic experiences in my life have introduced a level of anxiety to the way that I think about life and the way that I process through um, just daily events and different things. For example, um, we were going on a trip recently and I, and it's making it sound like we go on so many trips. Honestly, we don't go on that many trips that are like big and extravagant. We just will like go visit our friends whenever they live in Charlotte or when they live in Columbus or when they live in different places. And so, yeah, just want to say we are not these like 
globe trotters, these like world travelers, but we do go visit our friends as much as we can. And so there was this trip where we were going to hang out with some friends and there was a lot of logistics involved. There were flights and there were rental cars and there was all of these things. And I just found myself, this was so weird, but I found myself being really, really nervous about us driving the rental car in bad weather. And in the area that we were traveling to, it was just that time of year where weather can be pretty unpredictable. And for some reason, I just found myself like in the weeks leading up to it, so fixated on that thought. Like it just, I kept thinking about like, well, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And what if this happens? And I think some of that just comes from the way that I'm hardwired is like I've talked about already in this episode. I do have a deep appreciation for the good things in life, for the celebration things in life, for the happy things in life. But I think that can sometimes be to an unhealthy level when I'm trying to control situations and I'm trying to control environments and I'm trying to do whatever I can to basically set up a situation where there can't be failure or there can't be any negative impact or there can't be anger or frustration or uh, stress. And so I was just thinking about this driving situation in my head over and over and over about, okay, how can we set this up so that we can't fail? And this is where Scott has also been so, so helpful to me in helping me understand that Failure is a good thing and stress can be a good thing and bad days happen and that it's okay. That it's okay if everyone in the world doesn't like you. It's okay if everything in your life doesn't go exactly the way you wanted to. It's okay if sometimes you have to take a detour. And I just am learning that I think that level, that new level of anxiety or those anxious thoughts or this desire to control things and to try to make it to where nothing bad can happen. I do think that that's a result of some hard things that I've been through. And there have been some situations that I have witnessed over the last couple of years that were really traumatic of a traumatic accident or losing my dad somewhat unexpectedly or getting a really difficult phone call or having a relationship take a turn that you'd never expected that it would. These things I think have marked me in a deeper way than I thought, which is hello, why I think counseling is so, 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 so good. Um, And that is something that's really important to me is to have a counselor to help me like walk through these things and process it and know how to navigate it better. But even outside of counseling, just in my everyday life, I am just looking for ways to grow in my self-awareness and in almost my ability to handle hard things better. Um, So that's something that I'm learning. And then another thing that I'm learning that kind of goes with that, but is somewhat different is I am also learning a lot about having a healthy self-image right now. Um, I, growing up, was always in sports and doing all kinds of activities. And then when I went to school um, for university, I literally went to university, um, went to Liberty University, and it was built onto a mountain. Like my dorm was literally up on the mountain. So every day when I was walking around campus, I would walk to and from my dorm. And it was a lot of steps in a day. It was a lot of stairs in a day. It was a lot of movement. And so I noticed for my 
my own health and my own body that as I graduated from college and as my lifestyle changed and I wasn't as active and as my age changed and I was just getting older, that my body started to change. And at first it was kind of gradual and then especially in the last couple years with the pandemic and working from home and being in really warm environments where we couldn't really walk around or be as active during the middle of the day, I am realizing that my body has changed even more. And I know that if I am blessed enough to be able to have another pregnancy, I know that my body will continue to change. And I, and I know that that is a healthy, normal thing, but I think I'm just learning what a healthy perspective of that looks like right now in life. And there's so many pushes for, um, do this diet or do that diet or count this thing or track this thing or do this movement or do that movement or on the opposite side of, you know, embrace yourself and all of these different things. And so I think I'm just for my own self, just to be fully transparent here, I think I'm still just learning and navigating what that looks like and what health for me is and how can I set up healthy rhythms in my life of activity and giving my body the nourishment that it needs, but also not creating a mindset that's just fixated on a certain number on the scale or a certain pant size or a certain whatever image that I have. And so I think that that would be something that I would say that I'm currently learning. Where am I at with God these days? And what is something that I love about the Lord currently? Yeah. So I think that there are a lot of different ways to answer this question. Um, One thing that I really love about the Lord right now is I love the way that the Lord is able to meet me in my current season. And I love that whenever we read scripture and we understand who God is at the core, we see that we have a God who meets us in our personal lives. And so when you look at these stories in scripture, especially in the Old Testament, it's just really fascinating to me that you find God encountering and engaging with uh, maybe individuals that normally wouldn't have that access to God or wouldn't be seen as the ones who are the most holy or the most righteous in their communities. And yeah, you see God just interacting with these individuals and you see the value he places on them and you see the way that he speaks into their specific life situation. And so just like in the last question where I was talking about how my body and my image and my health and my life and my situations have ebbed and flowed over the years, so has my relationship with God. And I love that there's space for us to change in our relationship with the Lord. And I am just grateful for that space. And I'm grateful for that consistency. I think that God provides a lot of consistency in my life. And there's just still something about whenever I am in a prayer time with the Lord or whenever I'm journaling or whenever I'm worshiping that just feels really familiar. It feels really safe and it feels like a home. And I mean, my relationship with God started sort of when I was young, when I was nine years old. That was kind of the first step I took towards being a Christian. Um, But really it didn't kind of take until I was in high school. That's when I really started to understand what that meant. And then in high school is when I started actively developing a relationship with God. Um, 
But since then, I mean, if that was when I was 12 and now I'm 30, you know, over these last 18 years, just having this consistent aspect of my life and just being continually amazed by God's goodness, being continually amazed by God's presence, being continually amazed by um, just the way that I see God coming through for people around me. Yeah, I just think that I've only grown in my affection for the Lord. And I just think that um, I think he's really different than a lot of the pictures that we've been given of him. And I think that he is better than a lot of the pictures that we have of him. And so one thing that I love about the Lord currently is just that he is the true definition of goodness. And even as I've talked about in this podcast, like how I have a desire for all things good and all things happy and all things lovely. What I love about God is that he is the definition of good. He is 100% good. And his goodness is different than the kind of goodness I'm trying to cultivate in my life. And what I mean by that is like my pursuit of all things happy is actually kind of skewed. And sometimes it, it has aspects of control to it or aspects of anxiety, or, um, it has a cost to it. And what I love about God's goodness is that it's just pure and that it is also translatable in every language in every culture, in every context. And so, yeah, I think I'm just really encouraged that God is bigger than my mind can even conceive. And that at the same time, he's just so consistent, so present and so good. What are my dreams for this next year? Yeah, so stepping into my 30th year, this decade, starting to think through what maybe my focus for this decade might be or what my focus, at least for the year, maybe for a week will be as I step into 30 years old. Um, I think it comes back to what I said in a previous answer is that I just want to be fully awake in my life. And I think that looks like improving my mental health. I think that looks like continuing to invest in healthy relationships in my marriage and in my family and with my friends. I think it looks like focusing on my physical health and that is just really basic things, just moving more or just drinking more water or eating foods that are nourishing to my body, just small things. I, I honestly think that my dreams for this year are really small everyday actions and not necessarily this like grand thing. I don't know, ask me in like three weeks and maybe I'll have come up with a huge grand dream for this next year. But I think I'll be really, really happy when I come up on my 31st birthday if I've just taken these simple, small steps every day to improve my overall health. Um, and I mean, with that, I think one thing that I do hope that is more of a practice in this next year that has kind of fallen away is that before Scott and I left Columbus for the very first time, we were like always hosting groups in our house. So we would have, we had a Halloween party or we would have New Year's Eve parties or we would host game nights or we would have people come over to watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And it was just one of my favorite things. And at that time we were in our very first apartment. It was this teeny tiny apartment that literally the floor was like kind of bowing down and caving in. And we were on the second floor, which was definitely an issue, but thank goodness, like nothing ever happened. But I, yeah, I, 
noticed that when we moved to California and then to Texas, plus, you know, add a layer of pandemic on top of that, we've just kind of fallen out of this rhythm of hosting groups. Like I said recently that we have lots of people who will come one-on-one and they'll stay a night or as they're passing through or whatever. And that is one of my favorite things in the world about our life right now. But I think another thing that is really important to me is that I want to pick back up that hosting of people in our home. And so even if that looks like inviting our neighbors to come up and have some appetizers one night, or if it looks like one night out of the month, we're having a a movie night or something, I don't know. Um, But I think that's something that I would like to see out of this next year. Plus, as I'm dreaming for this podcast, you know, I mentioned that I had challenged myself to go from posting once a month to posting once every other week. And I'm starting to just consider the idea of would it be possible and feasible for me to post weekly? So that's something that I'm thinking about. Um, And I've also kind of toyed with the idea of what would it look like to have a co-host on the podcast or what are different formats for episodes or what are different ideas to keep things fresh and engaging and exciting. And so if you ever have any thoughts, please send them my way. And the last question, which I ask all of my guests, so I guess I'll ask myself, is what does finding more in life right now look like? So I think I've talked about that some in the previous answers, but I think one uh, one other thing that I would add is Scott has challenged me to try new things. So if you are new to my life, you may not know that if I was able to eat whatever I wanted in a day, I would absolutely eat like a five-year-old. Like literally until a couple years ago, my go-to order at almost any restaurant, including Mexican restaurants, were chicken fingers. And that wasn't to be funny. That's actually when I looked at the menu and saw my options, that is what I wanted more than anything. Now, thank goodness I have like started to expand the things that I eat because you you can't live off chicken fingers forever, you know? Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some people who do and you'll see those stories like woman turns 101 and she says she eats chicken nuggets every day. I don't know, maybe they're onto something, but I have been encouraged by lots of people in my life, especially Scott, that it's good to try new things, whether that is a dish at a restaurant or if that is, um, I don't know, uh, finding a new friend or trying a new place or taking a new route home. And some of that I do think comes back to, like I said, creating that predictability in my life so that I can try to box out any negativity or bad things that might happen. But just trying new risk, I think that's something that I'm finding more in life from right now is when I try something, when I take a risk and whether it turns out or it doesn't, I'm just finding that that is a really cool way to dig up some more in my life. And I'm also just enjoying the small things. Uh, Right before I recorded this podcast, my sister and I were walking scout and we took a new path and we were walking back behind one of the buildings that we live near and there were just lightning bugs everywhere. And just trying to remind myself to slow down, to stop accomplishing, to not have to move from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing so quickly and just to enjoy the small things in life around me. So I would say that those are a couple ways that I'm finding more right now in life. 
One last thing before I close out this birthday episode is I don't know if I've told you lately, but I just wanted to say thank you. If you are one of the people that tunes in to listen to these podcasts every other week, thank you so, so much. If you are some of the friends who are behind this podcast, who are in that group text where I will send ideas or thoughts or questions to, thank you. Thank you for your support. If you are a friend or a family member listening or a friend from along the way, maybe we went to college together, maybe we shared a season of life together, or maybe you're someone new to my life. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving your ear to my voice and for giving your time to these episodes. And I just hope that you leave feeling encouraged, that you feel like it brings some brightness to your day. And I'm excited to see what we can build together. So I hope that you'll continue to stick around over this next year. And I'm excited to see what might happen for this next year of the podcast as I step into it. And yeah, just appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.